0: Talk, the show where we talk about the Adventure Zone podcast. Dupree. <laughs> Today we're talking about the Atlanta live show. Um is this do you know if this is the the last or the latest the did they do this one immediately after San Francisco? I mean not oh, immediately, no. but like this one,
1: this one so they just did this one um Labor Day weekend, so it wasn't that long ago.
0: Okay, my the question that I'm trying to ask but failing is, was there another live show in between the SF live show and the Atlanta one? This current one? Yes, yes. Another, another Taz live show?
1: I'm pretty sure. Well, so the thing is, I don't remember if Arizona... I know that Arizona's um, live show happened near the SF live show, but I don't remember oh, yeah. if it happened before or after. And I also don't remember if we've heard it already. Because uh, I don't know that we have. I don't think that we have. Well, I can also just check Spotify real quick.
0: So, do they just do them out of order?
1: Yeah. They, they don't always do them in order. No. Um, they just kind of upload live shows whenever.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Because my... Okay. So, first of all, man, when I saw that they posted a live show and I read the description and mm-hmm. saw what... I forget what it said. But reading the description when they were talking about their ins indecipherable companion and this very powerful weapon. I'm like, they are not fucking going to run around with Garfield talking about the (laughs) flaming raging poisoning sort of doom. Are they? And they were, um, it was very exciting. Uh, I liked this episode a lot. I did too. I, I gotta say,
1: I gotta say, I think it's one of the, the neatest, um, live campaigns that the boys have ever done. Um,
0: I don't know that much about the elemental planes, and it was super fun, like, seeing Griffin's interpretation of one of, like, the plane of fire. I don't know. Normally, like, to me, the elemental planes are the most abstract mm. out of all the, like, stuff in the planar system in, mm. like, Forgotten Realms lore. And it's kind of hard for me to, like, imagine what they would be like. So it's it's fun to hear Griffin giving his take on it.
1: Not gonna lie, I envision the elemental planes uh, very much... Similarly to Adventure Time, um, because I am I'm rewatching. Uh, oh, sorry. There's ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm actually rewatching Adventure Time right now. So when he was describing like the salamanders and the different forms and like um, King Scald like turning the the citizens into weapons and things. Mm-hmm. In my head, King Scald looked like um, the, the Fire King. Rach, I think you're also uh, watching Adventure I'm, Time, and you're probably not there I'm watching Adventure yet.
0: Time for the first time, and no, oh I don't God. think I know anything about the Fire King.
1: When you, I think when you get there, you'll understand, and you'll be like, "Oh, I can see why <laughs> Charles like did, saw them as that." Uh, I have absolutely no idea, D and D background or D and D lore, so I'm just going at this, assuming. <laughs> assuming <laughs> well, that it's the kind sal, of like yeah, Adventure the time. sal,
0: the salamanders are actual plane of fire creatures did you ever play Um, final fantasy um tactics only a little bit are you you imagining them like the slods or whatever no the the the
1: bang bangers yes yes
0: Yes. those guys yeah that they're cute yeah i love them that's what i envisioned They these guys look like oh i just looked up the official 5b art they look way different than i was imagining wait did you look them up (laughs) The, the the salamanders, the salamanders yeah. What they don't they look, look like? like... I forgot what they look like. I thought they were just, like, cute lizard people, like Griffin was describing. They're, like, snake on-fire snake people. Oh, shit. Yeah, they look <laughs> nuts. Okay, but yes, these are actual, like, plane-of-fire denizens. Um, oh, cool. But, yeah, I don't know. It's funny, like, I don't... I'm, there are a lot of planes that I'm way more interested in in Forgotten Realms, so the elemental planes I've just kind of skipped over in my education, I guess. And so I guess <laughs> I always just kind of imagine them like, yeah, the plane of fire is just like everything's on fire all the time. Like, I never really imagined much definition to it, you know? Yeah. Um, so this kind of makes more sense, I think.
1: <laughs> I think what's challenging as... Um griffin like from a dm standpoint well it's always challenging he's always you know got to come up with new tricks and tricks and puzzles and things like part of me wonders if they only book so many live shows in as many short stories as griffin can like make up at a time probably yeah (laughs) like if he can't come up with anything then he's like well maybe just let's
0: do some bim bam maybe well uh... (laughs) well this is what i think this is how i think he came up with this episode Mm mm-hmm is in the San Francisco live show, there's, like, definitely a line where Justin pulls out the flaming, raging, poisoning sword of doom. Not Justin, sorry. Travis. Magnus. And does some shit mm-hmm. with it. And Griffin is like, God, I gotta take that thing away from you. And then he makes oh. the joke about, like, an eagle swooping down and grabbing it. And then he makes the joke about Davenport dropping it off the edge of the boat. <laughs> and, like, I think he was, like, I'm pretty sure he came up with this this little, like, campaign I was like, what is a way I could get that fucking sword away from him? And obviously he did not actually take the sword away because that would have been mean. Yeah. Um, they won that fucking thing fair and square. Exactly. If Griffin really,
1: really, really wanted to, he had a very convenient out in that it was embodied, like it was the embodiment of the old king. Um, yeah. So I think it was, you know, it was
0: cute that he let them have it. and Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what like Taco was, Justin mm-hmm. through Taco was yelling at the end of the episode. And I like for me,
1: when Taco was yelling at like yelling and gesturing at the air, um, I could clearly see it. Like now that we've read the graphic novel, like I could see Taco just like yelling in the corner and like DM Griffin, like smiling or something, you know, abstractly in the fourth wall.
0: To clarify, <laughs> now that you have read the
1: graphic novel.
0: I still haven't read it. Oh,
1: my God. Well, now you have it physically. I have it now.
0: Thank you, Chelsea. (laughs) Courtesy, Chelsea. Signed by my boy, Griffin McElroy. Very exciting. What Um, can I say? I had five copies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can I just real quick mention... That this episode had a lot of Monster Hunter references, uh, whether they were intentional or not. They're they're also <laughs> just they're also just like logically like yeah that makes sense, um, like drinking a cool drink before you enter a hot place like that's a thing you do in Monster Hunter. Um, grappling hooks. I know grappling hooks exist, like outside in general in fantasy in in D and D, but also like that's a thing in Monster Hunter. Like
0: if if you, I will fight you on this, Chelsea. Grappling hooks are a Zelda thing, and it's both.
1: It's all. <laughs> it's it's a general like cool thing that you do in like fantasy
0: genre. So <laughs> yeah, I mean obviously Griffin draws a lot of inspiration from like his huge base of. Nerdy media that he grew up on and still is engaged with. I don't want to say like, oh yeah, he was you know, obviously it's not just when he was a kid. Yeah. Um Gregas the Pegasus
1: used tackle. Like I thought that was
0: (laughs) that was very cute.
1: Man, they fucking Um, like Yeah, go ahead. Oh no! I was just gonna say that my last one was Wrathfang. Uh, Rathalos is uh, the it's in the name of the red dragon in Monster Hunter. So <laughs> you
0: know that wrath is a real word, Chelsea.
1: Because I mean, Rath like the Rathalos Great Sword is like a it's a it's a big sword in Monster Hunter. Let me have this, Rach. All right, you can have it. <laughs>
0: no, that's I that's fun if it's like a big sword. Yeah, that would be cool if the name. I mean, like you could then think about. The flaming raging, raging fuck me! Oh my god! The flaming <laughs> raging poisoning sword of doom. You could that sword could legitimately be called Wrathfang, and that's a really cool name. Exactly. Yeah, I love fucking swords with names, man.
1: Hell yeah! I I hope that they have more like that. They use more things that like personify the flaming raging poisoning sword of doom. Now that they know that there's like it's a living entity. Not well, maybe, maybe not living, but now that they know that there's a soul in there, sort you know? of
0: sort of living, maybe yeah. I don't know. It's really weird to think about, honestly. Like, your weapon is a dude trapped in a in a in a weapon form, voluntarily like that, trapped
1: in a weapon voluntarily. Form. I
0: guess that's a weird thing because I feel like that's like alive weapons is like a common trope. Yes, beacon. Well, beacon, yeah, definitely. I think in Friends at the Table, one of them had an alive sword from, like, the five episodes I listened to. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I don't know what's up with that.
1: I think it's just fun. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And like you said, it endears you to um, your weapon. It's another layer of endearment.
0: I think I would feel creeped out.
1: Well, if Beacon was, if, if it was Beacon, I think I would
0: be more annoyed than freaked out. Well, Beacon apparently has a creepy mouth on it, so. <laughs> you know how I imagine that? I finally figured out what my mental image is. You what know is how, it? like, in Looney Tunes, did you ever watch Looney Tunes? Uh huh. And you know how, like like, Donald Duck, not Donald. Daffy. Daffy Duck, his beak would get, like, smacked around the backside of his face. And then he'd just have, like, a beak and, like, lisping. His tongue would be coming out of it while he's talking and it's, like, really, like, visceral. That's basically how I'm imagining the mouth on Beacon. Oh, that's worse. You can see the tongue coming out and the spit coming out and the lips, but there's no other facial features. It's just, like, the mouth.
1: That's so much worse than what I had originally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Garfield smokes cigarettes. Yes. Um, I Did you really... just have that as a note? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was charming. We know so little about Garfield. Um, uh, I love the fucking idea of Magnus's real name being Bobby this whole time. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. Even though, I mean, like, that's not canon, but, like, fucking hilarious. Yes. Um I love the way that they take advantage of stuff from the finale now. Like, yes. oh, you must have heard of me because That you... was so clever. Like, yeah, that was fun or like whenever they're like, "Well, I know I didn't die until this point in time, so <laughs> I'm still fine." All of that stuff is really fun. <laughs> I feel like I'm surprised that it took us this long for that those kind
1: of jokes to be made in a live show. Yeah.
0: Like there've been a couple of um live shows now that were are like post-balance content this one felt to me so far like the most actually integrated in the story yeah because they made they made like a lot of references to and they've made those references before yeah um but like i felt like they were really leaning into it this time and people like you know i think griffin was inspired by that joke to have the king sculled or whatever like know who they were um but then also like tying in kind of like neverwinter's rebuilding ceremony and like lucretia there first of all fucking so good to see lucretia oh my god um but just like it this little side quest felt more like a part of the real epilogue Mm. than any of the other post balance like post story and song live shows have so far to me yeah Does does that make sense
1: no, I I completely agree. Um I was yeah. th- and I think that's maybe why I thought that this live felt more like in in my notes I called it I called it neat. And I think I meant neat both as cool <laughs> but also like well constructed. And I think it's because yeah. it felt more rooted in the epilogue that that we have known. Like I yeah, guess f- yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's it's a funny joke and I can't imagine they're going to use it often that they're going to be like you know me from that song. Um, but it, because they made that joke, it just made it a lot funnier. And it made it, um, it it felt more, like you said, um, part of the epilogue, you know?
0: And I don't know exactly why I think it feels that way to me, because... Didn't they also go back and do, like, a Wacky Racers reunion thing with yeah. Sloan and Hurley? Yeah. I, like, do not remember that episode at all for some reason. They, but, like, that yeah. is a, obviously, like, a post-balance thing. But I think just, like, I think so far the other things that have happened post-balance have been, like, they haven't, you haven't really gotten a clear sense of the timeline yeah. And like this was so obviously rooted in like the rebuilding is just being completed. Like we're just getting the, the like consonant back up on its feet or whatever. Maybe and that's. I just thought that was really neat.
1: Maybe that's what the, the ticket is, is to, um, you know, give us a sense of what the timeline is, is to say like what, what other major event is happening at the same time. Um, yeah. Like it would be cool if they started an episode and, you know, like maybe it's, um, What's his name? Angus. Maybe it's Ango's graduation day. Dude,
0: yes. I was just going to say, or like a fucking do some kind of like dog mystery with the hammer and tails. Oh my God. They have to do something with girls like adventure guild. Yes. That would be great. How cute. Yeah, how cute. Also, when are they going to fucking visit Carrie and Killian?
1: Oh, I'm sure they've got a live coming up. Dude, oh my God. I'm fucking dying. Now that I'm
0: thinking of it, I'm fucking dying for like domestic. Post balance, Carrie and Killian. Do you think like, they're gonna have kids? I don't know.
1: I can I can imagine them being great moms. I but, can imagine that too. But I also feel like you know, kids if they're gonna go on some adventures and stuff, like
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, but that doesn't stop me. I'm not ready to get. I'm not ready for kids yet. I just want to see them like <laughs> cutesy and smooching in their honeymoon phase. Yes, kids yes. can come later. <laughs> okay. I also when they were like. Taco and Magnus doing the Batman impressions when they were oh, kind of joking about like, oh yeah, my this is God. All in Canyon. Like that mental image is really precious to me.
1: Yes. I couldn't I actually couldn't remember if that was uh from the adventure zone or from Mabim Bam. That <laughs> that level of hilarity, I was <laughs> laughing so hard and I was like, shit, am I listening to Ma'Bim Bam? I forget.
0: It's just it's one of those things where we've talked about this before, how like in in canon Taco, Merle, and Magnus are kind of mean to each other a lot. Oh, yes. And that's just, like, the the boys, like, picking on each other because yeah. they're family. Yeah. But so anytime it's, like, you actually get, like, a canonical moment of them, like, having fun together and, like, goofing off together, it, like, it's, like, precious to me. You know what I mean?
1: This Ooh, is, yeah. like,
0: Taco and Magnus interacting in, like, a friendly way. I yeah. love it.
1: Yeah interacting in a friendly way in canon that's canon now
0: (laughs) that's canon i love justin doing the fucking chuck tingle voice while he was reading off of the like ice storm description that was hilarious i forget chelsea Did you ever listen yes. to the the episode of "Pounded in the Butt" by my own podcast? that I did Justin not. read to Sydney.
1: <laughs> it's so fucking funny. I know. I know oh, the context man. of it because um, you guys have talked about it. But yeah, that's, that's one of those things that I keep forgetting to actually listening listen to. So,
0: is it a what is it? Where is it? Where is it hosted? the The podcast is called. It's on iTunes. It's called yes. "Pounded in the Butt" by my own podcast, and it is minor celebrities reading Chuck Tingle erotica ebooks to someone. And for anyone listening who doesn't know this, there's one where he, I think it's pounded in the butt by my handsome laundry detergent pod is the story that Justin reads to his wife. Oh my God. Uh, it's hysterical. And it's just like, I forget that that happened too. And then like, like of all of their different projects to reference in the adventure zone. This one was just so fucking hilarious to me. Like now Justin, I just can't believe he was reading a Chuck Tingle <laughs> ebook like out loud on a podcast. And that's like a thing now that he's referencing and making jokes about. And he's doing like, it's so weird. Cause at like the beginning of the episodes, this guy claiming to be Dr. Chuck Tingle gives the introduction. I have no idea if it's really him or not. I like honestly don't know. And so like Justin was doing the voice of that guy. Yes. The, the Chuck Tingle of the show, whether that's the actual Chuck Tingle or not. It's like the weirdest thing. I, yeah. Uh, kind of like minor fascination with that guy and his uh, body of work. Chuck Tingle or? Yeah.
1: Justin. Oh, okay. Sure, no, <laughs> maybe, no, no. <laughs> maybe both.
0: Maybe both. Maybe both. I mean, it's kind of funny, like, the McElroy's do have a lot of, like, weird niche sh- shit that I kind of am into, because that's the kind of, you know, trash I like, like oh, fucking yeah. Death Blart. Um, I can't believe they're actually going to be in Trolls 2, maybe. I um, think that so they are. I get, right? Did you, I listen, mean, like, did you listen to the... No, I haven't, I haven't listened to that podcast, but I just read the Vanity Fair article, um... There was a Vanity Fair article yeah. about them being in Trolls too. <laughs> like, I can't, I just can't believe it. Yeah. So they actually,
1: if you listen to the uh, most recent episode of uh, the McElroy brothers, will be in Trolls too. Um, they actually, <clears throat> they actually um, have their phone call with Vanity Fair, like as part of the podcast. Oh and my god, that's it's awesome. nuts. Their their phone call from Paul or. Somebody, I forget, like, their two agents, th- yeah. they called the boys right before their SF Mabimbam Bam show.
0: Yeah.
1: Or Taz, crap, I actually don't remember, but they were in San Francisco in the green room in the background, and they yeah. were just, like, freaking out. That's and it was fucking it's hilarious. So funny. Oh my god, that's it's precious. It's so funny.
0: If
1: you, if you like the Vanity Fair stuff, and if you like all these niche, niche? Nietzsche? Niche. I believe
0: niche? it's Niche. Nietzsche is a German philosopher.
1: Speaking <laughs> <laughs> a multi-leveled weird funny joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that one even that one, you got me, Chels. That was a good one. Um, um
1: yeah, no, all these all these if you like all these weird McElroy brand offshoot things, um I think that's it's gonna tickle your funny bone. Fuck, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm so sucker. excited I'm to see them in Trolls 2. Yeah. They, <laughs> you mean hear them, I believe. Two tiers Two tears and a button, I think, is what it is, or something like that. I forget.
0: Oh, man. Clint was fucking on fire with his puns in this show Oh, also. my God, yes. Those are really good. And, and I, I love the... Oh, whoever in the audience had, like, a bell that they were ringing. I know one of the boys referenced it, but, like, I- every time I heard that bell, I don't know why, but it was really delightful.
1: It was so delightful. I'm actually worried now that we're gonna have a ton of bells. uh, Yeah, Uh, I had
0: that thought too, and I hope that doesn't happen because that's gonna be like. I I feel so bad for them every time they do these live shows because Griffin always seems really stressed out. Yeah. Um. Because you know, anxiety boy. Yeah. And uh, and it just seems like they're they're always fighting with the audience to like try to cooperate and not make it a miserable experience. Yeah. Um. I low key when I when I heard the
1: the bells ringing, I was like. If, that's so smart like if you're the only one with jingle bells at, at a live show then anytime yeah. you hear the jingles on the recording you're like that's me <laughs> that is so, smart. so I was thinking like what other musical like what other sounds can you make that wouldn't be obnoxious but would be like unique well um, I'm bringing
0: a fucking baritone sax to the next <laughs> live show so
1: I was gonna say like a cowbell or like <laughs> a gong Oh, a gong.
0: That's a good one. That won't be distracting at all. <laughs> a tambourine. I'll um, bring like a jug and then blow over the mouth of the jug. <laughs> you could bring. I didn't get that pretty loud, actually. You can. That might, yeah. Be, that might be audible. <laughs> the well, yeah. Like you could.
1: You could bring castanets. You could bring. Oh. This crap. is
0: horrible. Fucking the audience <laughs> for future Taz live shows is gonna turn into like battle of the bands, like. <laughs> fucking the music man orchestra or whatever <laughs>
1: they're gonna they're gonna be turning away people br- trying to bring in bass drums at the door <laughs> oh god That's so fu- they're gonna have to put a line in on their house rules to say no musical instruments sorry amazing recording in process you dicks
0: <laughs> i love speaking of them like Wait, where am I going with this?
1: I'm not sure, but I'm I'm here for the ride.
0: <laughs> I I love when they have whenever they have to do like a big rule check and Justin's like, This is what you nerds want, right? Rules? And I'm like, please, yes. Like I know you're trying to make fun of people, but the people who want it are like going nuts in the audience right now. That's why all those people yelled on behalf of Reddit. Um that's always really fun because I do love the rules and yeah. that's the kind of person I am.
1: I I actually – when he said shout-out to Reddit, um, I meant to go check Reddit to see, like, is – I didn't realize their sub Reddit was so uh, active. I, I'm i in the Facebook groups, and I know that – I like, oh, I see yeah. how active the Facebook groups no, are. No, because they talked
0: about checking the Reddit during, like, the whole campaign. Like, I think Travis said he checked the Reddit to, like, get fan theories. And that was – here's my impression about, like, the way the fandom is split up is that, like – Tumblr, obviously, is, like, the really emotive content, like, fan content. um, And, like, more, like, art, fan art. But then the Reddit is rules and, like, where all the heavy fan theories were being developed. That was always my impression, just, like, listening along. Yeah, yeah. I, so that's the, that's the fun thing about, like, if you,
1: especially because you just did another re-listen of, um, Balance, right? So fucking good, man. Oh my god. (laughs) They're, like, in the early episodes, they talk a lot about, um, like, their response on, on Reddit and people interacting with their Tumblr and stuff. Yeah. And I kinda, I wish I was around for those early days when the boys were super accessible and you could just, like go on to reddit and post something and be somewhat assured that the boys are probably gonna read it like the pool is just so big now which is it's fun yeah it's very fun but it's just like they're they're so popular now <laughs> they're not as accessible but it, it is exciting to be on twitter and occasionally get like a like or a, a retweet or something not necessarily for this podcast but because we don't really like toot our own horns or anything um but like just in general it's it's fun to get like a little piece of their attention you know (laughs) just a little bit um i before um we go on to something else i i do want to uh thank the boys for doing a xena reference (laughs) i super appreciated it i grew up on xena so when clint did the the holler he did the i i was like i was living i loved it (gasps) It reminded, me of, it reminded me of it reminded me of Redwall, like when the Badgers do their Fucking like Eulalia yeah. or whatever, they fuck me. Oh yes. my god, Redwall,
0: dude. Hey, when are we gonna do our Redwall reread podcast? Dude, oh my god,
1: I'm so down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Saying reread was really difficult. It was more difficult than it should have been. I think it's, like, nearing my bedtime.
1: Oh, man. Our podcast would be called Rereading Red Wall. Did oh, my God. Make, make it oh, a- no. <laughs>
0: Chelsea, don't make a cute name because then it's going to have to happen. And then I I'll wanted, be editing. I just like-
1: wanted the alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that sounds like so much fun. Let's do it. Oh, fuck.
0: I really love anthropomorphic animals. Like, I'm such a fucking gigantic furry, like, secretly. Oh, my God. Yeah, when are we going to do our mouse guard podcast? I haven't actually. That was read hard it. to say too. Oh my god, I gotta go to bed, man.
1: Yeah, I know. Okay, let's go. Let's go <laughs> sleep.
0: Um, in closing, I can't say ours anymore. Yeah, <laughs> welcome like to it, my
1: but- life. um well no okay wait before we close I also want to just mention so is is the whole thing with the anvil bit and the chalk is that like a standard D&D thing because we did that no
0: I was that was so similar to what Tim did for the to the tower thing I think that in ours too yeah Griffin was listening in he has NSA connections and he ripped (laughs) off everyone listen Griffin McElroy ripped off our friends campaign that he wrote (laughs) for us no um that was just like one little part I think like that puzzle... It's like... I th- I'm i thinking it's an independent invention kind of thing. Because it wasn't, like, exactly the same. It was but it's so like, similar, though. It was, like it was putting, very similar. Yeah, putting that the was chalk wild. There.
1: And especially, especially because... Um, I forget who it was, but they wrote, like, a word. And then I the know, built- that's,
0: like, what you did. Oh, my exactly,
1: God. Exactly. Exactly. I was, like, dying. I was, like, did he listen to our our, our session? <laughs> like, where are these yeah, nerds Tim's getting their info? Yeah, secretly been posting
0: our, our uh, like, recording our, uh, our sessions and posting them online. <laughs> I no, know. I mean, it's the same fucking thing. Like, when everyone... I forget what was the thing in this live show where... One of those things where someone's like Griffin, did you base this on this? And he's like, uh, no. There was one in this episode, not just our thing, but like something that Travis said. Do you remember? In, God, I'm in ar- this I listened specific to this episode? literally an hour ago. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, Travis asked Griffin if he based the pl- the plane of fire on like Minecraft Underworld. Oh yes. And Griffin was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, I guess they're similar. Because it's just, like, again, that's, like, the same thing about, like, Griffin is doing, you know, a and d podcast, like, and pulling from a bunch of different kind of, like, fantasy sources. Like, the yeah. shared fantasy sci-fi upbringing yeah. that we've all had. Yeah. And so, like, a lot of, I think there's just going to be, like, a lot of overlap by accident just because it's like everybody has the same like kind of like basic tools and elements that they're using.
1: Yeah. Um, except for grappling hooks.
0: Those are from (laughs) Zelda Chelsea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For the record, if it's in Zelda, it's a hook shot. So
0: I guess so. That's true. There is also a grappling hook
1: in uh, wind waker. Wind waker has a grappling hook. That's true. Yeah. Crap. I was going to say a thing. Now I don't remember. Hold on. Let me let me stew okay. on it for like a second.
0: Go back in your mind to what we were just talking about. My mind hole. Oh my god. Okay. That, that... sounds weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that that whole bit with the with the the little spark guy that they would have to feed, and then his oh voice would change. That was the funniest. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was the funniest shit. Oh my! It reminded me of Calcifer from Hell's uh, Moving yeah. Castle. Oh my god! That was the most hilarious thing. I I was that I was scene... hoping. And yeah. he was going to go with them, like, through the castle. Oh, but my I guess God. that would have been hard to, like, keep up. But it was just, that was so funny.
0: That scene was really adorable because it was clearly, like, Travis and Justin fucking with Griffin, like, making, like, they like him doing the stupid voices, and so they kept, like, changing it so that the voice would change. Yeah. It was, like, really adorable. It was. Fuck, I douse water on him. a beautiful family. <laughs> All right. You
1: know, I think maybe that might be it.
0: Yeah, I think I'm done with my notes as well. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. How,
1: how are people going to find us?
0: Well, if you would like to contact us, you can send us an email at taztalkpodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Tumblr at taztalk.tumblr.com.
1: Neat. Um, you can also find us on Twitter. We are at taztalkpodcast
0: Oh, and also we're on iTunes. I
1: was wondering if you had said the iTunes part, but I wasn't paying attention. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to ask because
0: I didn't want to let you know that I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> it's the same like stock shit I say every episode, so you are forgiven for not paying attention. Honestly. <laughs> Um, I think that's
1: just our pattern now. You do the <laughs> Tumblr, you do the email, I do the Twitter, and then you add on the iTunes.
0: Yeah, and then I say, oh shit, I forgot again, because <laughs> it was like fucking... Chelsea, did you know that next month we will have been making this podcast for a year? No way. Did you know that I posted the first episode on archive.org on like October 24, what, 2017? What are we even talking about? The, the first... It was the first episode of Commitment. Oh my god. Over a year ago. Well, no, almost a year ago. That's Isn't that so crazy? That's so weird. That is that's wild. Yeah. That's so, insane. Happy almost anniversary to us. Fuck me.
1: Yeah. You know how how meta would it be if our next episode uh to celebrate our anniversary was us listening to ourselves <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're the the Taz Talk Zone. <laughs> It's like, how many different, like, podcasts within podcast variations can we do, Chelsea?
1: You ask, we can find out.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) It's like the centipede of meta. Oh,
0: no. (laughs) It just doesn't end. It's a circle. Oh, gross. I never finished watching that movie, but someday I will. Okay, everyone, uh, thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.